you, but at first they told me to lose the stutter. Now they told me I'm not funny. <sighs> it's a pain in the butt being politically correct. You're telling me. You are listening to episode 230 of the, of the Stuttering School podcast. My name is Daniele Rossi. You can call me Danny because my name is difficult even for fluenters in the English world to say. My first name, fun fact, is Italian. So there's your uh, little tidbit for for the day. Uh, I'm recording this to you from a very sunny Toronto, Canada on December the 17th, 2018. And on this episode, we're talking about... That familiar tune is, of course, the famous Looney Tunes theme song. And since this is a podcast about stuttering, and chances are you probably already deduced from the title of this episode that I'll be talking about Porky Pig, specifically as a role model. Now, a few weeks back, I was listening to a podcast where the current voice actor, uh, sorry, sorry, I was I was listening to a podcast called Talking Tunes, uh, hosted by... Rob Paulson, a voice actor for many cartoons, including my favorites, Yako Warner and Pinky of uh, Pinky of uh, Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain fame. He interviewed uh, Bob Bergen, who is the current voice actor who, who does the voice for Porky Pig. Now, during the podcast, they mentioned that the 1996 movie Space Jam that starred basketball player Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes characters, including Porky Pig. Um, A sequel, Space Jam 2, will be coming out in movie theaters, swapping the basketball-playing co-star with LeBron James, who, just a side note, fun fact, 2010 was my first um, year attending a stuttering conference, first time attending the NSA, the National Stuttering Association conference, and it was in Cleveland. And that was also the first time I heard about LeBron James, because that was a night that he announced he was leaving the Cleveland basketball team. <laughs> now, you could tell I don't watch basketball because I'm not using the proper terms. But in any case, Cleveland, uh, the locals at the time, they were not happy. Um so in any case, uh, back to the show. Uh, after hearing about um, the news of Space Jam 2, I actually found myself pondering the ethics. I'm not sure if ethics is the word, but if it, the whole thing about Porky Pig and you know him stuttering in 2018, 2019, I know it sounds very absurd to even say it out loud now, but at the time, I guess in my brain, I was thinking more about, I don't trust Hollywood. Are they going to portray him in a bad light? Are they going to make stuttering a uh, comedy to something to laugh at? Um, and maybe I was maybe a lot in an activist mindset thinking, is it right that like, I don't I, even when I say it out loud, I think, man, that was absurd. Is it right to have him stutter? But I guess maybe because I already had these conversations that I'll be playing uh, to you uh, shortly. Um but long story short, over the years I've heard or read how some people stutter dislike Porky Pig, while some, you know, including myself, don't mind him at all. So that's where my mind went, you know, for those people who don't like <laughs> Porky Pig. I guess I just have a bleeding heart. Now, in fact, in 1991, even the young NSA, known as the National Stuttering Project at the time, had raised a stink at Warner Brothers about Porky Pig, eventually prompting an awareness poster by Warner Brothers. At least I think it was from them. I'm pretty sure it was. I saw the picture somewhere, but for the life of me, I couldn't find it on Google to absolutely verify. But I remember it's a picture, it's a drawing of Bugs Bunny with his arm around Porky Pig and a bunch of other characters um and people in various with the various disabilities and some and the caption saying something like um you know we all have our differences and but it was a positive message um but in any case um yeah it was a positive message respecting everyone's differences and i wish i was able to find that poster so i could add it to the show notes over at stutteringschool.com but but back to my mindset at that time, because I thought to myself, well, we're in more enlightened times and shouldn't Hollywood know better or the media industry around the world know better than to use stuttering to make people laugh? 
in 2018, 2019, and forward, you know, so I realized, you know, after I thought of it for a, for a bit, I know that, no, I had made the, the, the assumption that Porky Pig was a character meant to be laughed at, created to be laughed at. Excuse me. Because after all, the Looney Tunes characters were made to become Eddie's. So that was an easy mistake for me to make or an, e an easy assumption. So while I always talked about Perky Pig never being laughed at or even mocked in the cartoons on previous episodes of this podcast and in my book, Side Note, Stuttering is Cool, A Guide to Stuttering in a Fast-Talking World, it contains my tips and, um, you know, tips and life experiences that I share with you to help you uh, take the baby steps to out of your speaking comfort zone so you let your stuttering work for you instead of you being stopped by your stuttering. Details on how to order a copy of your book in print form or digital um, over at stutteringiscool.com and it also contains comics. Okay, so back to the show. Um, so while I talked about Perky Pig never being laughed at or mocked in the cartoons on previous episodes of this podcast and my book, I decided to ask three friends of mine who stutter for their input on you know what you know, all their their thoughts on Porky Pig and um, Porky Pig being a character for modern times. So and basically, long story short, I'm glad that I did because they sure did a great job um, uh, putting putting my mind at ease. And uh, because I learned, and also because I learned some new perspectives. On this longtime Porky Pig debate, let me set the record straight. I'm still and always will be a Looney Tunes fan, including Porky Pig. So long story short, too late. Join me as I chat with my friends Lynn Mackey, Tom Sharstein, and Jeff Fett about their thoughts on our famous stuttering friend. So first up is my five-minute chat with Lynn Mackey, who is a librarian for the National Health Service in the UK in London. And she is a vice chair of the Scottish Stammering Network. Um, overall, um, I quite like him. Like as a character, I have no issues with him. Um, as a character, obviously, like, I understand um why there is some um objection to like the way he speaks. Um, and I think that's mostly because like that gets used to then mock us. People use that again. So I don't think it's there like in the animation as much because he comes across as like kind of very capable, very like, opinionated, very kind of forth and forthright. Like, and I can't think of that many times like where people kind of made fun of him for like within the cartoon. And like, there's true. like the odd joke like where like he can't say a word, so like he substitutes at the last minute, and that's used for comic effect. Mm -hmm. that's as much as which like, is what we all do <laughs> at one point yeah. or another in our journey yeah, so we're really guilty like, <laughs> yeah um and that's realistic like because you know, the stuff and the stuff like there's one like a famous instance that like, where like he's trying to say the famous um like kind of baba hats all folks and mm. um, like and it goes on for like 30 seconds and then he's just like oh just go home and i thought that was quite funny what was that? <laughs> which episode um, was that can't remember what year it was. Which I read episode? about it recently because I did a bit of reading one? after you asked me to do this. Is this, is it one of the later ones? I, I I haven't watched the recent Looney Tunes productions. I'm a fan of the Golden Age, you um, know the ones from the, you know. I think it's yeah. a Mel Blanc voice. Really? Voice okay. Um, oh. Yeah. I thought I saw them all. <laughs> um, I will what kind of a fan man? Edit this out if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like, um so like kind of jokes like that like where like yes like it is kind of a joke like at the like it's um a joke um at the expense of stuttering but like, i don't mind because it is kind of realistic it is something we do yeah and I, and I don't mind it so yeah overall i have no issues with the way that's and the stuttering like is shown on the Looney Tunes because I don't think it's unrealistic. I don't think it's used like as a detriment to his character because he's frequently, obviously, like, in the Looney Tunes, like their characters and like a move around any way. But Porky's often like the kind of straight man to everything as well. That is, that is true. It's very so, rare. There is only one cartoon 
uh, where he's no, 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 he's not really tormented because he's still the straight man there. Mm. Yeah, it's the one where uh, was it Daff, Daffy Duck trying to sell him an automatic home? I forget the name, but I'm sure any listener who's my age probably going, Yes, I know that one. Hilarious. <laughs> and a baby zebra and one baby zebra. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and there's also moments like where they do it in the other way. Like I think there's an instance like where the kind of Bugs Bunny is trying to pronounce the kind of porcupine. He can't do it, like, and he's trying to say porcupine for you. And then Porky's just like, I'm like a porcupine, like straight away. <laughs> Which one was that one? I can't. Oh, Are we watching? Do they do they show different Looney Tunes in the UK? <laughs> I'm gonna have to look, I'm gonna have to double check these facts before this goes out. Um, but yeah, I think there's. Yeah, I will oh, double check. Cool. I will double check my facts. But yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Like so, like it's not portrayed as you know. I'm like, kind of, he's weak. He's pathetic. He's always yeah. nervous and stuff. Which I think is which is the what bad. the Hollywood movies do. Exactly, or they tend to do. Yeah, and yeah. Like, whereas, like, if you compare it to um, to like kind of Michael Palin, like an official kind of Wanda, it's mm. portrayed as nerves, as awkwardness, as and yeah, I don't think like the Looney Tunes is as bad as that. <laughs> if I yeah. can say that. <laughs> and like it's yeah, like and it's stuff like the Looney Tunes and like like kind of South Park the character like Stammers in South Park, it's like yes, they're not great depictions. But like given the context and the fact that they're surrounded by everything. Yeah, they make fun of everybody. And, like, the, mm-hmm. and they use it to their advantage. Like yes, they're kind and- of this is op- this is a discussion for some other podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going, hmm, they're doing it on purpose. And they're just hiding behind. <laughs> and they have the lawyers that they could pay for. To <laughs> no, yes. no. But well, yeah, within that context, yeah, there, yeah again, there's a certain context, yeah. Um, yeah. And again, like the kind of two characters there. And as characters, both of them are fine. Um. So yeah, in terms of the new like kind of space jam film, and about whether like kind of Porky like kind of should stutter or not, I think I would be like more offended like if he didn't stutter, because it's such a part of his character, like and it's such a thing that all of us have grown up with. And if he suddenly loses that now, mm. and then it's like what? So like you're. Um, like it either means um, like they have been making fun of it all this time and now they're not allowed to, um, mm. or it means and that they're saying like he's no longer allowed to do that and that's no longer like, or stuttering is wrong for him. Yeah, so like, stuttering he's is wrong it or something, or he overcame his stuttering and so can you, <laughs> exactly. like those yeah, typical exactly. celebrities that. I don't know. My guess is they spontaneously stopped stuttering. They didn't really overcome their stuttering, you know, or they got older and they think they stopped stuttering or I really yeah. don't know, or they're just switching words and they, and they call it a cure. <laughs> yeah. I'm not convinced there's a cure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would love to see him in the new space jam. If it happens and, and like to see him stutter um, and to have that just be part of how he talks. I think that would be a great depiction. Yeah, I would like to see him at a stuttering conference. That'll be that'll be a cool Looney Tunes be. episode. All of the hijinks that happens at a stuttering conference. That would be really fun. <laughs> we can call it maybe like the International Fluency Association Conference and get Daffy Daffy Duck there, Sylvester. You know. <laughs> All of them, yeah. yeah. That would be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just crossed the line of uh <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> now here is my masterpiece. It's a porcupine. It's a porcupine. Thanks. That was Lynn Mackey who has no issues with pork pig. <laughs> Next up is another five minutes with Tom Sharstein, who currently lives in Cincinnati in the United States. Tom is a cabinet maker and adult programs chairman on the National Stuttering Association Board of Directors. And a quick note, I recorded this segment on a different day from Lynn and t- today. 
um, and I had to use a different microphone, so my sound will be a little muffled and low. My name is Tom Sharstein, and I currently serve as the the adult programs chairman on the National Center Association Board of Directors. Um, I've spent the first half of my life just wanting to be another version of, of myself, you know, someone that didn't stutter. And, uh, and of course, at that time, it was on the tail end of the um, Porky Pig cartoon character. So I was, uh, I was labeled Porky in school. And, uh, and that's what the, that's what the kids ridiculed me with. You know, that's what they, uh, that's what they called me. And the, the and the funny thing is, is is it uh, I didn't look like like a Porky at all. I, mean, I was skinny as a rail, you know. And I was a shy kid that, that that just wouldn't talk. Porky Pig was also uh, looked at as a feeble-minded type of person uh, because he stuttered, Ooh. so he must be dumb, right? So I uh, so I was often ridiculed about that too. And of course it didn't help anytime I was called on for an answer in class, instead of talking, I would just shrug my shoulders. So um, that, um, that didn't help other people's perceptions. Yeah. You know, so, so, so what do you mean by Parky Pig was perceived as feeble minded from the cartoons or from the kids around you? I never really watched the uh, Porky Pig cartoon ah. because it, it it bothered me so much that when it would come on, I, w- I would have to change the channel at that time. Oh wow! But the uh, uh, but the kids around me, of course, they they uh, you know they would they would call me names that, that would that would indicate that I was dumb. You know, ah. names that we don't dare say anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, times were really really different back then, and uh, and not only was was I the skinny kid that couldn't talk, you know, making all these weird, you know, body, these facial motions and should try to get the sound out. But I was also uh, physically bullied. Oh, wow. And so I, I just always dreamt of this day, you know, with this, this strong, fluid person, uh, the version of me would emerge, you know, and it was a, it was really, it was a dark, um, lonely time for me. You know, and it, and, and and after this, uh, after school and everything, uh, I finally got to the point that I, uh, in my late twenties, I, I found the NSA, and I and through that, I was able to admit to myself that yeah, I'll probably stutter for the rest of my life, you know, and and that um, that the best version of myself can include stuttering. And your perky pig tattoo that you have. <laughs> we have a saying here in America that there's a saying about having a monkey on your back. You know, that means you, you can carry a burden. And so the, the placement of the tattoo on in my upper back on my shoulder is, is just reflective of, oh. of this, this saying. Uh, although it's in a context that you wouldn't expect. Because um, to me, Porky Pig symbolizes now the unexpected. You know, he he uh, he symbolizes to me a, a person who stutters. Well, you never would expect them, you know, to become a public speaker, or you never expect them uh, to become a leader, or you never expect them to be uh, to be outgoing. And, and so, uh, so Porky Pig now, because of my love for Japanese culture and my background in martial arts. The, the, the tattoo that I have is Porky Pig is now swinging a, a samurai sword. <laughs> so you would not expect Porky Pig to be in that context. Oh, so that's yeah. the that's the meaning of my of my tattoo, cool. just to become the unexpected. Hmm. Very cool. So Space Jam Two will be coming out. Uh, so far, they're saying next summer, Porky oh. Pig will be in it. He'll be stuttering. What are your thoughts of that? It's 2019, and uh, you're a little bit older now from elementary school. 
Uh, what are you? What are your thoughts about that? Let's see how Porky Pig is represented. Ah, good. Yeah, good point. Uh, because times are different now. Yeah. And if it if it brings negative light on people who stutter, especially these kids, yeah. you know the the kids whose whose childhoods that we're trying to change, and we are changing them. If if Porky Pig is put in a negative light, uh, I would say it's going to be a, a big deal. That was Tom Sharstein, who sees Porky Pig as a character full of surprises. And next up, a longer chat with my friend Jeff Fett, who is a marketing manager at his day job and serves as vice president of the Michigan Disability Rights Coalition and also serves as, uh, as an NSA chapter leader in the Lansing, Michigan area and current regional coordinator of the Central North States. He's a very busy man. As you know, um, I am a huge animation fan. And, so am I. Um, <laughs> that actually, actually, I'm glad that you brought that up. Sorry to cut you off. I, f I forgot to introduce like the whole reason <laughs> behind having you on, which is yeah, um, extensive, extensive. I just want to describe to my listeners that this guy has a lot of animation <laughs> collectibles, um, paraphernalia, studs, and such. Um, I do too, but totally pales in comparison. To Jeff's <laughs> love and passion, and and in fact, in Chicago, um, this past summer, went to the NSA conference, and we chatted. We were walking around touring Chicago, and that's all we talked about: <laughs> this cartoon, that cartoon, this DVD, that DVD, and this animation cell. It was awesome. So Jeff was the first person that I thought of when I thought of creating this episode all around Parky Pig. So just wanted to mention that. Continue on. <laughs> um. Oh, um, okay. Um, well, um, from having seen a lot of animation, um, I have actually gained a new respect for Porky Pig. Um, yes, a lot of people um, tend to want to characterize him as a negative character because he stutters. But if you really look at the Porky Pig cartoons, the world as to which Porky lives in, um, no one reacts to his stutter. Um, to all of the characters in Porky's world, they just react like as though, well, that's just the way Porky talks um, and and um, has a person who um, stutters. Um, I think um, that even you, Dan, uh, come on, Dan Yelly, um, would agree um, that that's the world we would love to live in, even though it's not the world we live in. Yet. <laughs> exactly. Totally, totally, totally agree. So, um, and also, um, if you really um, look at the Porky Pig um, cartoons, and I um, especially think of his appearance in the Warner Brothers um, Robin Hood cartoon, um, I think... Um, in his role as Friar um, Tuck, um, he, even though he is a secondary character, um, he still steals the steals the fun, the show, um, and I think um, that um, he actually had accomplished um, quite a few things um, as a leading character. Um, and so I really don't see him as a negative character. Um, and, um, the, and um, the one thing um, as to which I have learned in the past year of looking further into 
porky pig um, that the that the stuttering part of Porky's character um, came from the person who had voiced him um, for the very first time, and I believe it was um, a voice actor by the name of Joe Doherty. Um, <clears throat> the problem they had run into, though, um, was that he couldn't stutter on command, um, or as the stuttering would be written in the script. Um, and so that led into production overruns. Um, and then um, that's where eventually um, people like Mel Blank um, came in um, to the history of the character. Um, and I um, am quite glad, actually, um, that they have never taken the stutter out of Porky. So, Yeah, there is a video somewhere on YouTube and also on one of the uh, Golden Age Looney Tunes DVDs. And I think it was from the... I forget the exact name of the documentary, Termite Terrace, something where they talk about the history of the of the Looney Tunes cartoons. And there's a clip of Mel Blanc, who's actually explaining that uh, now not in, not in these exact words, so I'm not quoting him, where he was saying it's not actually a stutter that he's voicing into Porky. It's actually a grunt. So he's imagining if how a pig would speak like a human um i've always wondered about that story <laughs> like if it was a true or not or I me mean, not that mel blank is a liar or anything like that but cuz considering that you know the original voice of porky pig stuttered <laughs> you know uh but i guess a voice actor any voice actor would add their own flair their own spin to yeah. a voice well... I yeah, guess, well, yeah. and also what has come out um, since Mel had passed, um, <clears throat> well, um, he was always credited um, with doing all of the Warner Brothers voices. Well, as we have found out in later years, um, that wasn't quite true, um, but he um, and the publicity department um had thought it would be great if he did receive all of the voice recognition um, for all of those um, characters now. Um, yes, he still did um, do a do and create a lot of those characters' voices, um, but he wasn't truthfully always the one doing all of the voice work. Um, that was all just publicity. Ah, because in his book, he wrote, um, it was actually, you know, unless um remembering differently, which can't be the case, where he said that he actually demanded it, that only he gets exclusive credit. But I could totally see that happening, that a company would um, promote him. Because I remember uh, reading... A lot of places, he's a man of a thousand voices, a man of a thousand voices. And then even in his old-time radio show, when he had his own show in 1946-47 season, the Mel Blanc show, <laughs> originally titled, where it kind of sounds like it's all centered around, you know, this is this one special guy that can do all these voices. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I, I know Elmer Fudd was voiced by somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um uh, Jim Backus, famous for um, uh, Mr. Magoo voice and Thurston Howell on Gilligan's Island. Uh, I believe he's he does the voice of the genie in that Bugs Bunny cartoon in the later years. <laughs> I think it's called uh, not Aladdin's Lamp. Well, yeah, I'll I know figure the one it you out. Are yeah. to, but I. But I. Um... Yeah, but I can't think of the 
title either. Yeah. So. Yeah. But back to Porky Pig. <laughs> yeah. It would, it would uh, seem strange not to hear him stutter on mm-hmm. Space Jam 2. Uh, you know, I've, uh, we heard that in the clip with Lynn. It's, it would be weird to have his, like, you're taking away the stutter. Now you're mm-hmm. saying that it's bad. Or something. It's one of those catch twenty twos, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, as well as I also think um, that when they do use Porky for comedy, um, it's always related around word switching. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, and I wish um, that more. People um, would pay um, pay hum, attention to that because I think um, it greatly illustrates um, what we go through um, um, when we, as people who stutter, um, are trying to communicate, and um, there are just those times as to where the word we want to say just will not come out. Um, and so, um, and so, um, yes, we do have two word substitute, um, and with the emotion and stuff, um, they put into Porky, um, when he, um, goes through that. Um, um, I think they perfectly capture the frustration we feel because um, usually when he word switches and he um, uh, come on um, and he says the word which gets the laugh. Um, you always hear the volume raise up. Um, you hear him kind of shout it um and that's exactly what we go through now perhaps because of the time that parky pig was popular so we're so this is from the 30s even well into the 70s and the 80s when we weren't really living in enlightened times so maybe hollywood just has that reputation that legacy i guess i'm not sure if legacy is too strong of a word but hey you know they they started it of poking fun, whether it will be ethnic groups or people with disabilities. Um, You know, just like uh, what Lynn had mentioned, um, A Fish Called Wanda, My Cousin Mm -hmm. Vinny, those are are popular examples of uh, stuttering being used as something to laugh. Uh, And in fact, it still is. I mean, just look at that TV show, you know, The Office, the American version. You know, Mm -hmm. did, did I... Stutter. I hate that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's why we're still looking at Porky Pig not as the way that you see it or have described it, you know, as an awareness character, which I've never thought in my life because I'm falling into this trap of, yeah, I don't trust Hollywood to be that thoughtful. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, you know, like um, when you look at the history of animation um like in the betty boop cartoons um um there's a lot of references um to um fun um to hazing um and the and the initiation um 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 ceremonies um for fraternities and stuff um and so um and so um that's why uh, there's a lot of uh fine, a lot of violent humor um in the betty boop cartoons wow. um the tom and jerry cartoons, <laughs> um now are yeah. controversial because of mammy two shoes um yeah. and the racial stereotyping um which went on through her i mean um there are um there are several c- 
cartoon collections now as to when you buy them, they have those um, statements um, right up front um, that a lot of the stereotyping which takes place in these cartoons um, um, is not good now um, and it shouldn't have been good back then, but um, we are still presenting them as a as a historical record yeah yeah it's 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 a great insight into the culture back then the way people actually not just culture but i guess relations culture relations it's uh, sad <laughs> but the cartoons are so well done <laughs> in the story you know, yeah. they are funny if you're able to look past them yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah um, and, it can uh, be hard on on some of them. Uh, wow. <laughs> I'm just uh, remembering. I don't remember the titles, but I remember a few of the cartoons that I've seen from various studios way back when, and my jaw dropping, going, "Holy crap! Mm -hmm. They thought that was okay." <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and um. Well, you know, um, and like I had mentioned, um, as to what I um, like with Porky is that the world they have put him in, no one responds to him as a person who stutters. That's just the way he talks. But um, yet, if, um, but yet, um, in things like uh, quite a few of the Donald Duck cartoons, every so often. Um, you will hear Donald go through one of those explosive tantrums um, and a second character um, will react to it um, like there is something wrong with the way he talks. Control yourself. And I would hope going forward um, with Porky, um, that they keep his world um, like they have developed it over the years, um, and not uh, and not having characters um, starting to make comments on his stuttering. Yeah, I'm wondering what Space Jam Two will two will be like. I mean, I know it's. And I don't mean to be a downer. One big commercial. <laughs> mm -hmm. I forget which uh, basketball player that they're starring in it, but I don't know. Only time will tell. And uh, we're, we're definitely going to be watching to make sure everything's okay. Everything's in a positive light. <laughs> Are you planning to watch it, Space Jam 2? <laughs> um, actually, I have never watched Space Jam 1. Yeah, so. you didn't miss much, I have to admit. <laughs> I'm... Not really much of a big basketball um, fan, and so um, Space Jam just never had appealed to me. Um, and I think the um, star they are using for um, Space Jam Two um, is uh, come on, um, come on, um, is LeBron. That's um, right. James, I think. Um, That's right, yes. So, um, and so um, not being a basketball fan, um, I really don't follow LeBron James all that much. And so um, I'm probably not in the the target audience for... <laughs> True. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, def I'm definitely not in in the target audience <laughs> either. Yeah. But I would hope, though, um, that they um, would um, maintain a level of quality um, to the animation also. Um, mm -hmm. You know, because I would hope that it um, would be something on par with Roger Rabbit. So That's right. Because I am um, not really a um, a fan of um, some of the um, newer 
animation um, yeah. styles. Me too. Um, um, I'm such a huge fan of the um, of the hand drawn animation, um, and just seeing um, how those drawings um, were made to come to life um, just out of the um, acting um, that the animators um, did with their pencils. Um, well, and of course, um, they um, use to to um, to be able to have more frames per second, um, so they um, could put a lot more personality into their characters um, than the than the animators um, can come nowadays. So, yeah, I've heard uh, a, a few stories over the past few few years where. You know, the kids today, when they see a 2D animation, whether it's, you know, from the 60s or, you know, straight from the Disney era and their jaw drops, they say, well, this is even better <laughs> than all that 3D stuff. It's beautiful. If, uh, if any listeners are intrigued, I highly recommend anything from the 1940s. <laughs> and that includes Snow White and Pinocchio, uh, especially in Snow White, when you look at the scene... Uh, with the seven dwarfs. Each dwarf has been animated separately. Mm-hmm. And in Pinocchio, the scene, I forget his name, I think he was a circus owner when Pinocchio is inside his, I don't know what it's called, trailer, where mm-hmm. every object is animated. And that's all hand-drawn like, as the trailer's moving. It's mm-hmm. really jaw-dropping. And the Fleischers, the Superman. Look for the Superman cartoons and the Fleischers. Unbelievable work. And um, what I like about going back to Porky Pig, there's a relatively new DVD set that Jeff had had told me about in Chicago, and I purchased it right then and there. Uh, Porky Pig 101, all the black and whites, the rich black and whites. But I'm biased. I like black and white cartoons. I draw black and white comics. (laughs) So it sounds like... um, you are a fan of Porky Pig and his stuttering, of course. <laughs> if you um, would like to um, look at a piece of hand-drawn animation, um, as Twitch is a little more recent, um, I would place this, I think, in the um, um, in the first decade of the two thousands. There was a film out of, I think it was um, France called The Illusionist. Um, The story is kind of a downer and a little bit weird, Um, but there's a scene which takes place in this downtown um, setting and it's um, just people walking past the window um, of this um, store um, and you not only see the people um, walking past the window, um, but the animator had also drawn in their reflections in the window. Um, And you can actually see a lot of his pencil work, um, and it's just a gorgeous piece of um, of animation, and uh, that's probably the last great hand-drawn animation I have um, seen. Wow, that was all hand-drawn, the reflections? Holy Max. See, it's not the same when it's computers because it's all about the technology. Wow, somebody programmed that (laughs) versus someone had, you know, the dexterity to draw that stuff. Mm -hmm. Wow. I really got to check that one out. Yeah. Yeah. 
the story is a little weird. Um, um, <laughs> I will tell you, it is a very um, adult cartoon. So, uh oh. <laughs> oh no, not. Oh, oh, it's just not marketed to kids. It's like the kids aren't the demographic. Right. Um, like I mean, it okay, is good. <laughs> Ralph Bakshi. Um, that was weird stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, this is. It is just a a very simple story, but there are some cringeworthy elements. Any uh, final thoughts on Parky Pig? Um, no. Um, I think we need to give Porky more credit um, as being a role as a role model um, as to which I do um, kind of see him that way. Um, I mean, um, he always um, spoke his mind. Um, he got what he had wanted and um, so, um, you know, um, and so, but, um, and so I would hope um, that people um, would look at, at Porky as someone who has overcome something and not someone who is, um, is suffering because of something. Agreed. And not only do I agree to that, but I think I'm going to make that the title of this episode. Something like Parky Big is a role model, <laughs> underrated role model, something like that. <laughs> or you could use um, the saying from that shirt. Um, oh, oh, Gav, what's his name? Head. Oh, <laughs> I think um, I know. I think yeah. I'm reading your mind. Um. Real stutterers don't wear pants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, maybe that could be the title. The not safe for work title. <laughs> Thank you to Lynn, Tom, and Jeff Fett for showing me and, and you, my listener, what an awesome role model Porky Pig truly is. And that's exactly uh, what I'm going to start doing. Um, you know what? They convinced me I'm done. Porky Pig is my mascot. I should probably get a tattoo just like Tom did. In any case, uh, I just want to mention before I close off that I'll be starting a new segment for all of my episodes going forward uh, where I'll be asking my guests for their go-to piece of advice for surviving stuttering. My main piece of advice like, for anybody like what? Come up with a stutter like if they are having issues with it. Like it's just to kind of talk about it with others and be open about it. And like that's one thing that's helped me more than anything else. The second I stopped trying to hide it and tried to pretend it wasn't there, and like it's almost like I took some of the power back from it. Mm. Um, and I was able to kind of, even though like I still stutter, it doesn't have as much of a hold over me. Um. And I now like kind of give like a presentations regularly um, as part of my work. And I always start like every presentation like with a disclaimer just to say that like, I have a stutter. Um, like so that there may be some pauses, but like it's fine. Like don't worry. Um, I'm just giving you time to take everything in. Um, <laughs> and that normally just kind of takes some of the tension out of the room. Uh -huh. um, it lets them know that what it is. It lets them know that I'm comfortable with it. Um, I find that just really helps me, like in my day to day life. Um, like kind of just letting people know that you're like, aware of it and you're comfortable with it, and that tends to then make them um, feel more comfortable with it as well. That's what I find. Become the unexpected surprise and dash that first impression to pieces. Well, since I um, do work in marketing. Um, I do have to give a lot of presentations. Um, it's just a part of the industry that I work in. And um, the frame of mind as to which I put myself in for those presentations is that um, 
they are here to learn from me. And so when I put myself in that mindset, um, I'm in con uh, come on, I'm in total control. Um, my my audience is not, um, and that's what helps me to get through those presentations. And that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. And just to reiterate, stutteringschool.com is the place for all the details on how you can order your copy of my book, Stuttering is Cool, A Guide to Stuttering in a Fast-Talking World. And full of comics, we're talking about cartoons here, all about uh, not letting stuttering dictate your life. Um, And it comes directly from me. So if you want me to sign it, just add a note and that's it. I also have stuttering awareness um, posters and pins and such. So check it all out. I made it all for you. Stutteringiscool.com. I also want to hear from you. So that means get out your voice memo app on your smartphone and record what? Two, three minutes of feedback. I want to know what you think about poor, poor key pig. And uh, email it to coolstutter at gmail.com and I'll play it on my next episode. So I hope that uh, your stuttering will always be with confidence and not, and even though this has already been dated, but have a merry, happy holidays, (laughs) merry, happy holidays, or may you have a nice reflective time at the end of this year and have a great new year. I probably should write a script and (laughs) anyway, uh, ciao. One more thing before I go, I'd like to give credit where credit is due for the fair use and for media reporting of cartoon samples that have been used on this episode from the Looney Tunes back in action movie from 2003, Bugs Bunny in King Arthur's Court movie from 1978, and the Looney Tunes closing credit theme song from Case of a Nazi Spy, now in the public domain, all three by Warner Brothers. And also Donald Duck's outburst and and him being schooled in Cured Duck from 1945 from Disney.